0: Oh my gosh, you guys, I have so many things to say, so many random things pop into my head at any given moment, and I never really know what to do with them, and they kind of become empty, endless nothings, right? And you just move on to the next thing of ideas. So I thought that I would bring you into my world at different times and just give you, give you me. Love it, hate it, like it, leave it. I don't really care this is this is me How do you guys feel about housework? It is endless it is never ending for me. I'm a busy mom of two I have a six year old and a nine year old and I have a business. My husband and I for the last fifteen years have owned together <laughs> oh my it's a it's a it's a whole nother podcast in itself but Owning a business with your husband. We have a successful welding business. I kind of got dumped into it early in life. My husband and I both have entrepreneurial personalities, and we knew that working the regular nine to five for someone else was not going to be someone, something that we would enjoy for the rest of our lives. We liked the flexible schedule. We liked to go do what we wanted to do. We liked to be able to buy things spur of the moment, go on trips. And we knew that a minimum wage job was not going to do it for us. So early on in our marriage, we set out and randomly started a welding business. And I say randomly because I think I didn't, we didn't realize what it would be, become at the time. But my husband went and built a welding bed, put it together. We got a $2,500 loan from a friend, the only person in the world that could or would take a chance on us, and went out and bought a welder. My husband went to work for a local friend, and, and we were putting up welding pivots and doing contractor jobs. And one thing leads to the next. And uh, we have a successful list of clients that have kept us busy over the last 15 years. I became a woman in a man's world. I didn't realize that I would be there at the time, but I was the one that called the IRS and started the EIN number. I picked the name. I got the insurance. I lined up whatever needed to be done, met with the lawyers. Did the invoicing, soon the payroll, paid all of the bills. Next thing I know, I'm managing an office staff of five and a welding staff of 60. It was impossible. I was young. I actually got heartburn and didn't even know what heartburn was. I kept having this burning pains in my stomach and my chest and... Over time, six months later or so, realized that I had what was heartburn. And looking back, that was the beginning of my real-world stress. Now I'm taking care of not only my family, but 60 other people's family. And I had to keep all of those irons in the air. I was juggling them, and they were hot. Every day was different. I became pregnant with my first son, my first child, my, our son, in the heat of this. And having him totally changed my spin on business. You know, I was just kind of doing it. I wasn't really there. I wanted to be a mom, but I had to get up every morning and go to the office. Thank think this was right upstairs in my house. So, I'd just get up and go to work in my pajamas. My office staff would be there typing away. I would manage them all day, enjoy my kiddo. But as the kids get older, things get busier. There came a time um, shortly after Miles was born, it was Christmas time, and I found out that I was going to have to lay off at least 40 of my 60 employees. Because the project was ending and we didn't have another project for them to go to. We knew this in the beginning, but the project came to a fast halt and uh, it was game changing in life to have to tell other people that they no longer had a job at Christmas time. I remember standing in the break room with one of the office assistants first hired or last hired first out was going to be my take on it and I told her that I was going to have to reduce her hours I'm sorry and she immediately broke into tears what's going to happen to me I I it's christmas time I have student loans she didn't have children she never had a business with 60 people on her name and it was with 60 people and her name on the door, and I just stood there thinking, "Ah, oh, my problems are huge. They seem huge to me, but her problems are huge, and they're huge to her, too, and I realized that we're all people, and that no matter what size our bank account is, what level our responsibility is, we all have real-world drama and reality. And, you know, that has kind of propelled me into the future. And um, now I don't sweat the small stuff. I realize there's so many more things to stress about. Even stressing about money. I've learned over the years it's not worth it. I have big bills and I get big checks. And sometimes my bank account will go really far under. You wouldn't even believe. Some people would look at a bank account and see it said negative $10,000 and freak out. I don't freak out anymore. I, I'm a businesswoman and I'm logical. I know that there's AR. I know that I have over 100000 in AR to come in in the next 30 days and that negative $10,000 won't last long. I had to trust in my ability. I had to trust... And that I was capable of being a good businesswoman, managing my bills, and understanding that sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. But you have to keep going. If you don't keep going, you're going to lose. You get bonus points just for trying. So, that's a little tidbit on welding world and the business world and there's so many more things I can elaborate on I've been audited by the IRS four times four times okay like wow it's a little bit of insanity but I did my day to day with my welding job and it was good I'm a mom I'm raising my kids and that was amazing a wife to my husband (laughs) Even better. But I wasn't completely fulfilled. I was missing something. I didn't know exactly what that something was that I was missing. But I wasn't happy. I was grouchy. I was short-tempered, intolerant, judgmental, selfish. Did I say selfish already? I was just... In my own world, being my own victim, and I wasn't living life until, until randomly, I went searching to get healthy. I needed an option. Exercising and my diet weren't working. I have food issues from the past to get over them, and I didn't understand things. So I found some great nutrition, and I had results. And I started sharing it with people, and they had results. And they would reach out to me and tell me, thank you. How much this has changed their life. They, would too, started making income from sharing And would reach out and say how this had changed their financial blueprint. And when I started getting those messages and feeling that love from people, that they had truly found a solution and that I was a tool that helped them, oh my goodness, light bulbs came on. Emotionally, I was different. I had purpose. I had found a passion in helping others. And when others felt better and they had results, I was better. It was so selfish of me because I'm helping them and it's making me feel better. And I realized oh, yeah, helping anyways. I have a great marriage. I had a great marriage. But like everyone, you have your bumps in the road. You have your fights. You don't always get along. When you're in business with your husband and you have to be the accountant, the secretary, the HR, the scheduler, client relations, and then you have to go have meetings and talk about it with your husband – or you don't have time for meetings, and so you end up talking about it over dinner, and then it ends crappy because neither one of you want to be talking about work at dinner. You want to be at dinner. But when you're the boss, when your name's on the door, you can't just have dinner. You take that home with you, you lay down and go to sleep, it goes to sleep with you. So I had to find a way to make myself happy. So that I could be a better wife, a better mom, a better secretary, a better business manager, everything, a better friend. And I tell you, when you find your purpose, and when your purpose meets with your passion and those two collide, oh, it's a powerful, wonderful thing. Wonderful thing. Oh my goodness. So wonderful. Wonderful. I'm so happy with my life right now. I talk to my friends and I say things. That's me. Take me or leave me. When you come over, you might see a sink full of dishes and a room full of toys on the floor. Blankets everywhere. But we're living. We're doing life. We're happy. And it's a process to get there. I will tell you, I've not always been happy i had a rough childhood. I had a great childhood, but it was rough. It was real. I had to grow up fast. It's made me the person that I am. Putting my name on the door and being the business owner and taking care of all of those families and having to lay those people off, it's made me who I am. My experiences have made me. I me tell you, the best part of life is finding that you have purpose and you have passion. And it can be in anything. Your purpose can just be being a mom. Your purpose can be being a gardener. Your purpose can be being a house cleaner. Make it a purpose, you know, make it your passion. If you truly love to engineer and organize homes and help other moms feel great about the cleanliness of their home, ah. That's awesome. Own it. Own it. Okay, I'm going to leave it with this. Who knows where I'll pick up next time. Have a great one. Make the day great. Are you there? Okay. All right. So, I don't know where I'm going with this, but here. I've been lulling around with my best girlfriend for a long time. And, you know, she's been helping me to live unapologetically. To not do things because I have to. To do things because I want to. Meaning if I get invited to a gathering or something that I don't want to go to, that I just don't go to it. And I don't feel bad about not going to it. Instead of going to it, being resentful that I'm going, being grouchy that I went, you know, like, I mean, maybe not being grouchy that I went, but being grouchy on my way there and probably having a great time, but not necessarily doing what it is that I wanted to be doing. I could have been doing something else. And, you know, she's been teaching me that, that that's okay. It's okay to... Not do something because you just don't want to do it you don't have to do something just because someone else expects that of you or or it's because that's what you've always done or is what your parents would want you know like you've got to do for you what you want so with that said I was at tea today for school and at the end of it a mom that I sat by The entire T looks at me and says, are you going to teach gymnastics? And I'm taken aback because a year or so ago, it's been thrown around that I was going to possibly teach gymnastics here in the community. There's a large need and I was researching if there was space and I was researching if there was an actual demand or a need for it. I made the mistake of posting on one of the local sites that asking if there, was gonna, if there was any sort of interest in it. Not that I was going to do it, but just asking if there was interest. <sighs> well, so yeah, I got a lot of feedback on it. I spent some time and researched some places and looked at my schedule. And, and after looking at my schedule, I kind of hit a wall. My, it's so full. I have, I'm on the run Monday through Thursday until 8, 8.30 p.m. From after school until that time, the kids have activities, dance, swim lessons, scouts, golf lessons, piano. What, I mean, what else? There's so many things. I can't even, I can't even keep it all straight. We're on the go. There's concerts and and piano recitals, and parent-teacher conferences, and it's just balls to the wall all day, every day. And I just don't know how I would fit it into my schedule. Who gives up what? Okay, so now um, whoever has Tuesday activities, you can't do Tuesday activities because now I'm going to focus all of my attention on giving gymnastics lessons to the community from 4 to 9 p.m., a couple days a week. Yes, it sounds fun. It sounds great. But the thing is, is I am an all-or-nothing type of person. I'm either going to do it all, I'm going to do it well, I'm going to commit to it, I'm going to do it for years. I'm not just going to do a six-month session of gymnastics. I'm really going to commit, invest in the equipment, the time, the the teaching, and it's so hard that when you're already a busy mom, wife, running a busy business with your husband and a nutrition consultant, whew, that's, that's huge, that's a, that's a busy day. That's a busy week, month, year. And I just can't fathom squeezing it into my day. But I feel the pressure now from the community Because I made the mistake of making that post and letting people know that I was interested or it was a possibility. And now the other side of it is, is I feel like I'm going to let all of these strangers down. All of these people that I don't know, that know me when I see them at the spring concert at school or at the ice cream social, at the carnival... They know who I am. Oh, there's that girl that never did gymnastics. She was going to start gymnastics but never followed through. No, that's not the case. That's not the case at all. I have to choose between my time, my children. I'm not sure if it's my passion. My passion is helping people with nutrition and my family. Spending time with them, being able to work from anywhere, from my phone at any time, being able to take a meeting whenever I want, being able to jump onto the computer and Zoom call with a teammate in California at 7 p.m. after dinner while the kids don't need me. But gymnastics is not like that. There's overhead, there's a building there's a schedule that you have to stick to. There's no more going to the Wyoming house and, and staying a few extra days because I've got to get back for lessons. Oh, we've got that recital that night, you know, like, so I feel bad not wanting to give that up strangers down. I don't even know if it's that I'm letting strangers down. I think I'm worried that they're judging me. And then I feel like a hypocrite because I'm always like, well, if you weren't born with a gavel in your hand, you weren't put here to judge. And I say, I don't care if they judge me. But in reality, I do care if people judge me. And maybe I just want them to know my side of the story, where I'm coming from, where my logic is. That it's not that I'm being lazy or that it, I can't make it work. It's that I don't have the time to make it work. And, and I don't want to take that time away from my family. And then I come full circle and it's it's a room full of strangers it's half acquaintances, people that... You know, when my light bill gets turned off, they're not going to be there. They would probably be like, she should have done gymnastics. <laughs> right, right. I could very well do it. But the other side of this coin, too, this is my other thought process in this is, is touting my logic, you know, is what if somebody else does it? What if they go and do it in the area and do it really well and do my idea and did it better than I could? So is the reason that I'm not doing it because I'm afraid of success? Why not put one more thing on my plate? Why not? Why not? I mean, realistically, I probably could move schedules around, stack things in a few days, maybe eliminate something here or there. I mean, my kid doesn't really like piano that well, so, you know. I always had dreams that he was going to be a famous drummer in a band. (laughs) There goes that dream. (laughs) Right, yeah. So I have a lot of things to work out. Am I afraid of judgment? Am I afraid of success? Am I just making excuses? Do I really not have time? That's the mom life, right? So now it's coming on that three o'clock hour. It's time to go get the kiddos from school. I swear to God, I should just run the podcast while they get in the car. Sometimes that 15 minutes of the day is the hardest 15 minutes of the day. I can't say I haven't walked out of the house with a cup of ice and a white claw spiked seltzer in my pocket. (sighs) Summer. Summer's coming. All right, guys. Go out. Make it great. Just make that day great. Only you have control of your happiness. No one else. Okay. Alright. So, I don't know where I'm going with this, but here. I've been lolling around with my best girlfriend for a long time. And, you know, she's been helping me to live unapologetically. To not do things because I have to, to do things because I want to. Meaning, if I get invited to a gathering, Or something that I don't want to go to that I just don't go to it and I don't feel bad about not going to it instead of going to it being resentful that I'm going being grouchy that I went you know like I mean maybe not being grouchy that I went but being grouchy on my way there and probably having a great time but not necessarily doing what it is that I wanted to be doing I could have been doing something else And you know She's been teaching me that That that's okay It's okay to Not do something Because you just don't want to do it You don't have to do Something just because Someone else expects that Of you or or It's because that's what you've always done Or is what your parents Would want you know Like you've got to do for you What you want So With that said, I was at tea today for school. And at the end of it, a mom that I sat by, the entire tea, looks at me and says, Are you going to teach gymnastics? And I'm taken aback. Because a year or so ago, it's been thrown around that I was going to possibly teach gymnastics here in the community. There's a large need. And I was researching if there was space and I was researching if there was an actual demand or a need for it. I made the mistake of posting on one of the local sites that asking if there was gonna, if there was any sort of interest in it. Not that I was going to do it, but just asking if there was interest. <sighs> well, so yeah, I got a lot of feedback on it. I spent some time and researched some places and looked at my schedule and and after looking at my schedule, I kind of hit a wall. My sc- it's so full. I have I'm on the run Monday through Thursday until 8 8:30 p.m. From after school until that time, the kids have activities, dance, swim lessons, scouts, golf lessons, piano. What? I mean what else there's so many things I can't even I can't even keep it all straight. We're on the go. There's concerts and, and piano recitals and parent-teacher conferences and it's just balls to the wall all day every day and I just don't know how I would fit it into my schedule. Who gives up what? Okay so now um, whoever has Tuesday activities, you can't do Tuesday activities because now, I'm going to focus all of my attention on giving gymnastics lessons to the community from 4 to 9 p.m. a couple days a week. Yes, it sounds fun. It sounds great. But the thing is is I am an all or nothing type of person. I'm either going to do it all, I'm going to do it well. I'm going to commit to it. I'm going to do it for years. I'm not just going to do a 6-month session of gymnastics. I'm really going to commit, invest in the equipment, the time, the, the teaching. And it's so hard that when you're already a busy mom, wife, running a busy business with your husband and a nutrition consultant, whew, that's, that's huge, that's a, that's a busy day, that's a busy week, month, year. And I just can't fathom squeezing it into my day. But I feel the pressure now from the community because I made the mistake of making that post and letting people know that I was interested or it was a possibility. And now the other side of it is, is I feel like I'm going to let all of these strangers down, all of these people that I don't know that know me when I see them at the spring concert at school or at the ice cream social, at the carnival. They know who I am. Oh, there's that girl that never did gymnastics. She was going to start gymnastics but never followed through. No, that's not the case. That's not the case at all. I have to choose between my time, my children. I'm not sure if it's my passion My passion is helping people with nutrition and my family, spending time with them, being able to work from anywhere, from my phone at any time, being able to take a meeting whenever I want, being able to jump onto the computer and Zoom call with a teammate in California at 7 p.m. after dinner while the kids don't need me. But gymnastics is not like that. There's overhead. There's a building there's a schedule that you have to stick to. There's no more going to the Wyoming house and, and staying a few extra days because I've got to get back for lessons. Oh, we've got that recital that night, you know, like, so I feel bad not wanting to give that up. Strangers down. I don't even know if it's that I'm letting strangers down. I think I'm worried that they're judging me. And then I feel like a hypocrite because I'm always like, well, if you weren't born with a gavel in your hand, you weren't put here to judge. And I say, I don't care if they judge me. But in reality, I do care if people judge me. And maybe I just want them to know my side of the story, where I'm coming from, where my logic is. That it's not that I'm being lazy or that it, I can't make it work. It's that I don't have the time to make it work. And and I don't want to take that time away from my family. And then I come full circle and it's, it's a room full of strangers. And it's half acquaintances, people that... You know, when my light bill gets turned off, they're not going to be there. They would probably be like, she should have done gymnastics. (laughs) Right, right. I could very well do it. But the other side of this coin, too, this is my other thought process in this is, is touting my logic, you know, is what if somebody else does it? What if they go and do it in the area and do it really well and do my idea and did it better than I could? So is the reason that I'm not doing it because I'm afraid of success? Why not put one more thing on my plate? Why not? Why not? I mean, realistically, I probably could move schedules around, stack things in a few days, maybe eliminate something here or there. I mean, my kid doesn't really like piano that well. So, you know, I always had dreams that he was going to be a famous drummer in a band. (laughs) There goes that dream. Right, yeah. So I have a lot of things to work out. Am I afraid of judgment? Am I afraid of success? Am I just making excuses? Do I really not have time? Hmm, that's the mom life, right? So now it's coming on that three o'clock hour. It's time to go get the kiddos from school. I swear to God, I should just run the podcast while they get in the car sometimes that 15 minutes of the day is the hardest 15 minutes of the day. I can't say I haven't walked out of the house with a cup of ice and a white claw spiked seltzer in my pocket. (sighs) Summer. Summer's coming. Alright guys go out. Make it great. Just make that day great. Only you have control of your happiness. No one else. sit on your couch and think about working out? (laughs) Do you think about eating healthy and then run through the drive-thru and order everything that's as unhealthy as you can possibly get? I often do it to myself. I self-sabotage. You know, I will think about working out but not take the time to do it. I'm a busy mom. You will always hear me say that. And it seems like I am i don't put myself first. And I'll put off eating. I'll put off sleeping. I'll put off exercise. Because I always think that there's something else that has to be done. There's something more important. And so often that we forget that to... Take care of other people, we have to take care of ourselves. And I don't know if it was how I was raised, if I watched the other women in my life selfishly, selflessly give to everyone and never take for themselves, that I feel bad or what. It's something that goes on in my mind, and I know. That if I take the time to eat right, if I take the time to exercise and to get the sleep that I need, I'm a better caregiver, a better friend, a better person. I deal with nutrition every day. I have so many people that will come to me and they're exhausted, and they're overweight, and they have no momentum, or they're facing a huge health challenge, and. At the moment, it's so easy to say, I don't know how I got here. Overweight. I don't know how I got to this. But we do. We know how we get there. We put it off. We don't do for ourselves. We don't properly intake the nutrition that we need. And a lot of it, I find, is that we just don't know better. For so long, we've been taught That if we want to be healthy, we've got to get out, we've got to exercise, we've got to eat chicken and rice and salads and vegetables. And that's the only thing that it's going to take to get healthy. Wrong. (laughs) So wrong. The reality is, is the nutrients that we need to keep our body going are not in the foods, in the salads and the vegetables that we're eating So how can we possibly get the energy and the motivation that we need if the nutrients that we need aren't there? I didn't know that that was the reason. I didn't know that my nutrition was playing a part in my energy. I had no idea. For so long, I've always thought that to to get right, i just got to load up on those salads. But no, you need the vitamins, you need the minerals, you need the nutrients. And how do you go about doing that? You have to supplement in some way. And every way is different for others, for each person. You know, what what works for one person isn't going to work for the next. But you've got to set out and you've got to find those options. And you have to find what works for you. And most of all, you have to put it in your body. You can't just order a box of nutrition and expect it to work for you if you're looking at it. Or if you dabble in it. You might try it on Monday and maybe again on Friday. Oh, it didn't work for me. I'm not feeling anything. No. You consistently have to put it in your body. If you think about it, it, you got in this condition somehow, right? You were consistently putting nutrition into your body that wasn't enough. Now you just gotta make a few changes. You'll see light bulbs go on. I had no idea, no idea. And you'll, see, I might wear that that out telling you this. But what you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. So I encourage you guys. If you're having issues with motivation, with feeling good within your body, set out and take a look at what nutrients you're giving your body. Have a great day, everyone. Go out and be sure to make it great. Do you ever procrastinate? Put things off? Don't get into motion? (laughs) Oh my gosh. It feels like I do that every day. I don't know why, like some days are better than others, I don't know if it's because I work from home or what, but sometimes I just procrastinate going upstairs to my office, cleaning my kids' room, taking out the trash, switching the laundry. Like I find these little things to do that have nothing to do with what I need to be doing. I have a laundry list of things that needs to be done. And uh, it feels like it takes me forever to start. Like, I know that I do a lot more than the average person probably does in a day. I mean, I don't know. I don't live at home with you guys. But I also don't just get up, get dressed, go to work, pick my kids up from school Come home, make a dinner, and sit down. Like, if only my days were that easy. If only. But for instance, this week, we have company coming over. I look around, my kids have destroyed my house for the 387th time. I've got to clean it. I need to run some payroll. I have to open mail, I need to input bills. I need to pay bills. I need to get back to my insurance agent. Oh, and best of all, yesterday, I got a certified letter in the mail from the IRS. That can only mean one thing. Audit. (sighs) My fifth audit. Okay. I guess maybe I shouldn't even plan the what if right now because I don't even know what's in the letter. So, I guess we won't waste time on that because I do say... Don't stress about the what-if. It's hard not to know what is in your future and to and to realize... It, I wouldn't say it's hard, but it's not bad to know what's in your future and realize that it's coming. But there's no reason for me to let what is in my mailbox ruin my day. Absolutely not. I'm not going to let it prevent me from doing things, saying things, being places... I'm just going to roll with it. And when the letter gets here, the letter gets here. And maybe it was nothing. That's why I always say, don't play in the what if. I had a teacher in fifth grade music, Mrs. Palmer. She said, I don't play the what if game to us. And from there on out, I love that advice. Don't play the what if game. You can waste your whole day stressing about something that isn't even going to happen. (laughs) What fun is that? Who wins then? I mean, who's the winner in that situation? Definitely not you. Stress wins. Okay, guys. The thing about it is to mentally be in front of that. To know and to trust your capabilities, your ability, and know that it'll all end up okay in the end. You have to trust. Because if you spend all your time in worry, you're not going to be able to focus on the task at hand. Whether that be cleaning your house, paying your bills, living life, being a good mom, running the business right? Have a great day, everyone. Go out, make it great, and trust in your ability. Okay, so I work in network marketing. I work in direct sales, and so often I hear people say, I don't have time. I can't fit that in. And in the next breath, they say they're not happy with what they're doing or where they're working or that their 9 to 5 isn't enough. So 9 to 5 isn't enough, but yet you're willing, you're not willing to fit something else in, into the pockets of your time. And I have to tell you, I made a lot of money today in the pockets of my time. And it was based on the other things that I had set up. I had set up these little things. I've been working on things over the last months, years, days. It's all different. You know, I just started a relationship with one lady. And she ordered some products from me within a few days. I've been talking to another lady for a couple of years. And she finally made a decision. It was all based on my branding. It was based on what I'd done. Yeah, I was discouraged in the beginning. I mean, yes, things went very well for me in the beginning. I made really great money. And the company that I worked for had some amazing upfront bonuses. And I shouldn't even say that I worked for them. The company that I am partnered with, they have some amazing upfront bonuses. And in the first year of my business, i made more than a school teacher's salary, working part-time from home in my pajamas. I was awesome. It was great because I'm running a full-time welding business. I'm running a $9 million a year business, but yet I didn't feel completely fulfilled. I wasn't contributing what I felt to the income. Yes, I was contributing to the income because I save my company fifty to $75,000 a year minimum just in office clerical. And then the amount that I save them every year in accounting and lawyer fees and all of those kind of things, that's on top of it. Right? So... I have a full-time job doing that. As I'm at lunch with my husband, I'm fielding phone calls and emails and scheduling things, telling welding crew where to go and what to do, what time to be here, what materials that this job is expecting from them, who needs to be where at what time. I mean, over the last 15 years, like my welding business has kind of started to run itself. We kind of expect the clients. We know what's up, but it's ebbs and flows. It's ebbs and flows. and like we have five projects on the books and they're all supposed to be going at the same time. but then they fill up with water in this pipe or the engineers hold this up on this end. but you never really know what is going to happen in our world. It's fun, it's exhilarating, it's exhausting. income side, because one month, I mean, every month we're taking in really, really, really good money. But all of our clients are really slow to pay. If you go to work for a government agency, don't expect your money in the next 60 to 120 days. That's not easy when you operate a business with no operating notes. No operating note. I live in farm country where every one of my neighbors around me, from what I assume, I don't know, because I'm not in their financial business, but they operate with operating note. And they get, okay, you get $250,000 to work this year and uh, pay it back next year as you can. I don't get that. You know what my operating note is? It comes in the form of $18 to $54 of overdraft fees for whatever I do. If I run payroll, $54 of overdraft. If it's just one check, $18. But I look at that as my operating note and I'm so thankful to have a small town bank And if that's the smallest bit of advice that I can give you is set up a relationship with a small town bank. It doesn't come all at once. I've been banking at the same bank for 10 years. It took me two years to even set up an account with them because I didn't want them to know my business. I didn't want them to know if I was overdrafted or not. I didn't. So I slowly, I set up an account with them and I slowly started using it have accounts in other places but then as business comes and goes you whittle that down and you don't need accounts in so many places. So I got rid of it. Now I have one little bank and I don't think that he knows that because I obviously bank with other banks for loans and those kind of things so it kind of spreads out my what you would say liability or uh doesn 't tell him as much of the story because I feel like in a town of I live in a town of three hundred, and that banker knows everything that you do, whatever you do, wherever you go i mean i can 't even go to the school Christmas program without running into my banker and it's never fails that at Christmas program time. I don't have a pot to piss in. Or my bank account is overdrafted. It's like, oh my god, now I gotta see this guy in public hang my head. Shame. But I know. I know that I'm running so much money through his bank that, all right, it's gonna work out for both of us. Because those farmers don't run $120,000 plus in deposits through their bank a week. And I know I can do that. I have to trust in my ability. I have to know, like, I said the groundwork. I said it completely. That if I'm running out of money in 30 days, you can goddamn be it. That I'm setting up the jobs right now. Right now. To fill in those gaps. I know it's going to be a rough time 30 days from now. But I know 30 days from then, 30 days from right now, I've got money rolling in. So when your money gets tight and your money gets stretched thin, you've got to put money into that AR. You've got to go find those jobs. You have to be resourceful. fortunate. I'm not a, just a one-man band. And When I say I and I started a welding business or I did this or this, I always mean we always mean we because my husband is right there with me. He's the other side of it. There's two sides of every coin and I feel that the best teams come from two sides of every coin. You need one coin to go out and do the work and make the work happen. You need the other side of the coin to build the work and make the insurance happen and and the taxes. And then those two sides of the coins can come together for different things about finding the work and and grooming those clients and those kind of things like its I swear to you it's better as a team you strike out on that one on your own yes you can do it you can make it happen you're going to be spread thin and you're going to have to work really 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 hard but you can do it you can do it completely but if you've got a supporting entity behind you take that support take that support if you can all right, guys, go out. Make the day great. Oh, shit, shit balls. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, you have agreed a long time ago that a, when you if you went to college, I could go to college with you and live in the dorms, or we could get like a duplex. I'd live on one side. You and your friends would live on the other side. I'd leave hey, you mom, alone. Mom. Uh, so, the thing was, first of all, I was five. Second of all, you got that idea from the Goldbergs. No, the Goldbergs weren't yeah. even out when you were five. Sorry. But, like, okay, let's just say that you don't go to college. Like, like let's just say that you're 18. Like, maybe we can live, um, as, like, you can live on one side with all of your friends. And I'll sometimes stay on the other side and just come and clean your apartment and do your laundry and stuff. Mm -hmm. What? No? No. Why? Because why? I've got an idea. How about you either move to Wyoming, Kansas, or stay here. And wherever you move, I'll live within... within than a hundred miles of you. What changed? What changed? Why don't you want to live with me? I mean, you love my food. You love the smell of my laundry. Mm. You like how I do everything for you. True. So why would you want to go away from me? Uh, At that point in time, I don't feel like... uh, What at that point in time... What? Okay, wait. Even first of you all, what do, you, what do you mean by at that point in time? I don't think when I would need times. your constant help. Like, when I, mean, I think, first of all, what do you know about at that point in time phrase anyway? When I'm 18 years old, I should be able to live by myself. Well, yes, but you would be living by yourself. I would be in a whole nother apartment Yeah, you'd be in a whole down the way. way. You'd be in a whole nother apartment five foot away from me. Okay, what if we own like a great big apartment building and I had a house on the third floor on the north side and you had a house on the first floor on the southeast side? Wait, wait for me. Would you do that? Then you only had to walk like four minutes to my house or ride a golf course. A golf cart to get there. Not a course. <laughs> to get there. Because I would never want to Who's going to cook you dinner when you're not with me? What are you going to eat? Steak. Steak, I know. I cook cook my own steak at the age of six. Okay, but how are you going to live without me? Get a job. Okay, where are you going to get a job that you're going to repeat every day? Like, what are you going to do every day? Like, show up and (laughs) not get bored at. Please tell me no no tell me I don't even know Whatever. you can't even answer that okay. you can't even answer that okay, I love you. thank you miles I love you thanks for joining my podcast